Welcome to Top 5 Podcast. I'm Taylor Mitros. Today we have again Steve Roselli. I'm happy to be back, Taylor. It's good to have you back. Fan favorite, friend oh, of the you. show. Thank you. So this is the podcast where every week I sit down with a special guest who will decide their top five of any subject. Bubble gums, peanut butters, top five disappointments, Aww. top five cats you've pet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Steve, what was your top five this week? Today's top five is the top five video games of the past 20 years. Of oh, the past 20 years. Steve, that caught me up a little bit because I was thinking top five video games. Absolutely, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario Brothers. Those all came out way before. 2000. Oh yeah, they came out like in the late nineties, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I even was like, oh, Super Smash Brothers, nineteen ninety nine. Ooh, that's a very good one. close. Very close. Disqualified from my list. Uh, I think this is going to be a very polarizing issue. I know how much trouble I had with it. I had trouble too. I. For what I had to do, I had to type in, like, the top 50 whatever system I was thinking of just to mm-hmm. refresh. Yeah. And be like, okay, so I played this game and this game, so this probably won't be on there, but this might be on here. That's how I did my process. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mainly stuck to uh, single-player games from, yes. my, from my list, so I don't know about you. Uh, most of mine are single-player games. However, I think some of them could be qualified as group activities. I do have one game on my list that does have a multiplayer, which... Mm-hmm. I don't see why it has to have a multiplayer. There was a brief time where everything had a multiplayer. Exactly. All right, Steve. I think... I'm so nervous. I think I'm prepared. Steve, what is your number five? Number five, Max Payne. Max Payne? Max Payne. Oh, my God. I played that on PC. Yes. The reason I picked Max Payne is in, it's in the five because it's just so good. I okay. looked up a video to see if it still holds up. Yeah. Sort of still holds up. Graphics okay. are so great. If I remember, he had a face that didn't move. Like he had a, it was like a someone scanned someone's face on yeah. a Xerox machine, put it on the character, and so he never changed facial expressions. Just always, he kind of had like. This is great for audio podcast. Yeah, I know. Like he kind of had like a resting, like angry face. The yeah, whole he kind of had like a resting a, bitch a, face. He had a like, grumpy face. Yeah, he had a grumpy face the whole time. And dude, like you said, you played it for PC. I played it for the PS2. Yep. It's. A great story in general. It is. That's an early, real gritty storyline for a video game. What do you know? What year that came out? Uh, I want to say two thousand one for um, PC and PS two and the original Xbox. Man, that it's and that's a real gritty game. It is, time. and it's got you know it's got that bold time mm-hmm. feature because of the Matrix. Because the big, Matrix just big, came out. Exactly, it was big back then, and um, the way they told the story, like cutscene wise, there yeah. were like some. 3D cutscenes, but for the most part, it was in, like, comic book panel form. Right. And that was a great way to tell a story, I thought, in a video game back then. Oh, yeah, especially because they bypass all the jankiness of of their their weird pixely issues. And you meet some great characters through this game. You meet, like, a guy called, um, I don't know, where is he? Jack Lapino and... Vinny Gagnini. Come on, Vinny Gagnini. You're making these up. No, I'm not making these up. These are real names. There's a Mona Sachs character. She's like a, like a hit man for the mob who's out to kill Max. Sure. <laughs> I have <laughs> such limited memories because I was so bad at games, especially on a PC. So I'm like, oh, I'll just bullet time through. Now I'm dead. Uh, yeah, dude, didn't you heal yourself? You take oh, you took kills? pills. You took pain pills. Right? Yeah, and I, I remember thinking, like, that's edgy as it, shit. Dude, it was edgy. I probably shouldn't have been playing it back in, like, 2001, 2002. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> a freshman or something. Yeah, right? But whatever. 
whatever. But it's, dude, I love the game. I played this game at least multiple times through the PS2 era, so yeah. I had always had fun playing it. That's a game I would like to see revisited. I would like to start up a hashtag remake max. Hashtag remake max. I want a uh, like an HD remake of the game on there, today's graphics. I think that would be incredible to see. I would happily see that. I think that game launched a lot of other games like it mm-hmm. too. So I mean, uh, oh, oh, Dead to Rights. Do you remember oh, that? Dead to Rights. That yeah. had a bullet time feature in it of a grizzled cop jumping through the air, but he had a dog. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, he did have a, he dog. a dog. He had a dog companion. He had a dog. But that was the that was the one thing. I'm like, yeah, what's the game with the guy with the dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into that. So that's my number five. Number five. All right, Steve, for number five. I went over through this a lot. Okay. Civilization Four. Ooh, that's a good one. From 2005. This is the time where we really learned what a monster Gandhi is. So... Wait, oh, Gandhi's a monster. So civilization, ooh, Gandhi. Okay. He's still a monster. They like the bug. They don't fix it. So Civilization is a game where you create, uh, you, you walk into a blank world and you create little cities. And those cities have little people. And the little people, like, work the land around and you uh, build soldiers, you build temples, you build castles, and you progress through time. So, you know, you start out with a little rowboat, you work your way up to a sailboat, you work your way up to a galleon, a pirate ship, a battleship, a oh. killer death robot. A killer, can you really get a killer You can death? get killer death robots. Holy they God. are the last military unit you can buy. I've never been good enough can, to, to get to Can them. I say I've never played one Civilization game? Oh, that's ever. fine, Steve. I never have. I always wanted to. Yeah. I played, like, its counterpart in... um. Oh, uh, Age of Empires. Age of Empires. But it doesn't, but it doesn't, Classic. But it doesn't go up to like what you're talking about. You're still in ancient times. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Age of Empires was a great game too. But yeah. And so, okay. So there's this thing in Civilization, and I, I'm pretty sure it started in 4, uh, where Gandhi is very peaceful. Okay. As the modern age progresses, everyone has kind of an aggression level. So Genghis Khan would be way up top. Yeah. You know, Hiawatha would be way down the bottom, and Gandhi. And once you get to the atomic age, everyone gets a little less aggressive. Because, you know, how many huge bloodthirsty wars were there after 1950? Not as many. Not as many, that's true. So everyone gets a little less aggressive. Gandhi had zero aggression. So instead, he moves to negative one aggression. But you can't go to negative one. It just reels around. So he goes up to 9,000 aggression. Whoa, wait. So instead of going down to less aggression, he goes down around the world again to the top aggression. So you're telling me in Gandhi's civilization, he can make a nuclear bomb? Oh, he does, and he will use them. He will Fuck you up. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? It's like, be the change you wish to see in the world, and then he just nukes you. So, I got to ask you something. So, the first time you played this, did you play against Gandhi? Uh, I did, and I did not know so that he, this was a thing. So, it took you by surprise when Gandhi probably, like, nuked you or something. He was my friend. We were we were allies the whole game because he was so easy to get along with. And I'm like, well, I got enemies on this side, enemies on that side. Oh, and Gandhi, oh, I don't have to worry about him. He's going to keep everyone out on that side. And, you know, as I'm struggling in my war for elbow room, yeah. I'm not a good leader. I'm a dictator. Uh, uh, with other countries, <laughs> it's like, oh, you've reached the atomic age. And I'm like, oh, neat. 
And then immediately he attacked me from the back, and I was dead. I was oh, like, my God. God, you son of a bitch. And I didn't understand it for years. I was like, what did I do? Did I, like, forget to trade him elephants or horses? You, you trade you trade things. You yeah, trade yeah, what you I'm got. Think, I'm thinking, like, he already has elephants there. He probably has elephants. That's what's fun about civilization is you find um, how a leader or a country would react if they were in a situation that they don't belong in. Oh, that's dude, that's, that's a good number five right there. That's a good number five. I miss it. I still play it on occasion. I do play Civilization Five more because it's... It's the updated version. It's, updated. Yeah. it's better. It's, it's easier to command troops. Doesn't matter. Steve, what is your number four? My number four is Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Oh, PS2. shit. Was that the one where he was, like, in Vietnam? It's like a Vietnam setting, yes. Okay. And this is the prequel to the entire series of the game. Right. Because it's back in 1968 or something. Which snake are you? You are... Spoiler alert, people. You are Big Boss. Oh, right, right, right. Because Big Boss... Okay. Yep, that's right. Yes. I remember the twist. So, so you start off, you go into this, like, Russian jungle setting. You have to go get... A Russian scientist who wants to defect to the America. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Americas. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can defect the boat. Yeah. So you go there, you find the scientist, and then you meet a young revolver ocelot. Oh. He's like, oh, wow. he's got the slick blonde hair. He's spinning his like PP9 gun or whatever. I don't know. He's just like James Bond's gun. He's got James Bond's gun. Sure. Right now. He doesn't have his revolvers yet. Right. And you meet Colonel Vogan, and then you meet um, Boss. Boss is naked snakes. A.K.A. Big Boss's mentor. Tell me more about Naked Snake. I I don't want to go too much into the story. I don't want to ruin the entire game. Steve, I'm not going to lie. I've never played. you never played? I played the demo for one for PS1, and I thought it was cool that he smuggled in cigarettes and you could smoke them. Well, you could smoke cigarettes in here, too. Oh, you can find I'm animals for, like, to heal yourself, and you got bandages. You even have a cyanide pill in your mouth. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do you really die? Yeah. Is it just like a reset? Uh, yeah, you somehow get brought back to life. I don't like I said. I don't uh, want to spoil too uh, much. Uh, the game. Uh, 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 so, throughout the game, well, the boss betrays you, mm-hmm. and you see the very first Metal Gear robot, and uh, Naked Snake goes back to the jungle, and you fight the Cobra unit. Yeah, I know. Or no, 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 I'm in on this. Tell me joking, more. I'm not joking. I don't want to make it sound like I'm ripping the off. Cobra, the Cobra movement yes. with Copperhead. There's like, um, I can't remember all their names. There's a, one guy's name called The End. He's this old grizzly sniper. Okay. And there's a few ways to kill him. Okay. <laughs> wait for this. One is so to there, wait for him There's to one where he's in a wheelchair and you can just snipe him and you oh. don't have to fight him at okay. all. Okay. There's a way where it takes a while. You have to hunt him down through the jungle. Because he's actually a spry old man, to be surprised. Sure. He's like um, Master Pricell in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, he gets places. <laughs> he gets to places. Oh, and he gets his. Or you can do what I did, because I like to cheat. I set my PlayStation a week ahead and just killed him in the game. Like he'll just die? Yeah. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just turned it a week ahead. I find him. He's like, oh, he died waiting for me. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't have to fight him. So I missed out like on some like of his camo, but I'm like, fuck it, I don't want it. Why not? Yeah, 
that's that's crazy. That's a crazy workaround. There used to be oh, it was a game called Fable, yeah, where I you could Fable. make money in real time. So on my Xbox, it always said the year was like twenty forty five. I'm like, yeah, well, I wanted the money yeah. to roll around so I could buy people or towns. I barely remember that game. Did Not you, on the top five. Oh, really? I thought about putting it in my top five. I enjoyed it. I remember almost nothing. I tried it. to become evil in that game. I don't mean to sidetrack, mm-hmm. but um. There's a way to sacrifice people to, like, a god sure. to become evil. Sure. I sacrificed, like, 60 people. Yeah. I hardly moved, like, an inch oh. in the evil mirror. I'm like, screw That's not okay. That's not okay. That's not okay. I'm sacrificing people yeah, uh, to a god. That was their big selling point was, like, your character would look different depending on what you do. It, it's tough. My guy looked the fucking same the entire game. He just got fat. Because I eat pies. They're like, I'm like, what's got the most health? Pie? All right. We'll yeah, eat pie. So I'm just a fat guy. Um, before we move on... If you, like you said, you don't play like the demo, right? right? Right. This game and the series in general is the most confusing series you will ever play in your life mm-hmm. because it's just because everything's out of order. Yeah, I, and that's these twelve-hour cutscenes. Oh yeah, there's like at least a good ninety-minute cutscene in this one, yeah. but it's a fantastic game. If you ever got to play it, you you will enjoy it. I, I will. I that's one of those games I always say, oh, I should jump in on, and when the new one comes out, I'm, I see the trailer and I'm like. I know there's a guy with a sword in it. Yep. I know that guy. That is all. That's all. All right, Taylor, what is your number four? Steve, I'm glad you asked. I've been really struggling with this entire list. Yeah. But number four I knew had to be on here. Okay. Number four is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yes. Vice City. I'm glad you put Vice City on here because I had it as my number five and I took it off. Yeah. Spain. Mine has moved all over the place in my top five, but I loved Vice City. Vice City was my jam. Mm -hmm. GTA 3 changed the game where you're like, wait, I can beat up a hooker? I can fuck a hooker, kick her out of my car, run her over with my truck, and then take the money back? That's in a game? Yeah, it's in a game. That's crazy. How could it get any weirder? And then they're like, what if it's the 80s? Like, all right. What if it's the 80s in Miami? I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure, Miami Vice Dev. Like, all right, now get out there. Take this katana with you. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> take the samurai sword. Yes. Go. Can I cut people's heads off? You. That's all you can do. What? Oh, just run around cutting heads off? I'm like, what is this? And that's not even the best part. Everyone knows what the best part of Vice City is. Is it selling drugs out of an ice cream truck? Oh, take it back. Everyone knows what the second best part of Vice City <laughs> okay, is. Okay, what is it? It's the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is very good. Soundtrack. Loverboy, Nana, just every 80s hit you could imagine. And there's nothing better than just flooring it in a, in a, a powerboat, shooting an Uzi out the window. Dude, and all you hear is, everybody's working for the weekend. There's flock of seagulls. Oh, flack of seagulls and Iran. While you're getting chased by the Yakuza. I don't think the Yakuza were in there. No, that was in three. That no, was you get chased three. by, like, a Haitians and yeah, Cubans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for, you know, the, the helicopter actually worked okay. Yeah. It was great. Motorcycles showed up. I remember oh. playing and getting on, uh, it's called the Fagio because that's oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was the that. moped. It was the moped. So I yeah. hop on the moped and the guy who owned it got on the back with me and we just kind of like drove around he, town. He together. was cruising with you, Taylor. And I was like, mm. ah, this is weird. It is weird. Don't like his short shorts. Do but you I'll remember take it. you could buy up properties mm-hmm. and earn money off that? Yeah. The best part of buying property was if you hid in your house, you could lose your wanted level. 
So a tank would be rolling down the street looking for you, and you'd be like, I'm just at home. Do you remember Hopefully how much, they won't find me. Do you remember how much fun it was to, like, see if you could get, like, what was it, five stars? Five stars. Just to see what, how much damage you could cause. Oh, to get, oh. We used to go in the mall, because if you were in the mall, the only thing you, like, the only security that would get in was the local police. Yeah. So if you were in the mall, you didn't have to deal with, like, the SWAT team or anything. So... So we'd get in the mall, ride a motorcycle into the mall, me and my buddies, young children playing yeah. this game, ride a motorcycle around, run people over, shoot people, hide. So there's a car in there you can steal and just ride that up the escalator. And we could see how long you could last before you were killed. It got to a point where we're like, we're never going to die. No, anymore. you're never going to die. Never but do you remember, before we move on, remember the uh, the voice actors in that game? They were some great like actors. You had Ray, Ray Liotta. Yep. Uh, the late Dennis Hopper, I believe, was in it. Oh, that's right, Dennis Hopper was. He it? was the porn star director. Yes, he was. Um, trying to think who else. Oh, the guy from Miami Vice. I can't. I don't know his name. No, I don't either. But, but I, I know. think you know he played uh, Lance Vance or whatever. Yep. And you had um, I can't remember who else was in there. Uh, Luis Guzman, I think, was in there. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't he? He was the uh, cocaine yeah. dealer. Yeah, he was. Who was the Who was the porn star? I there was a point where you had to like. Find a porn actress and and you you got like your lawyer's daughter. Oh yeah, I don't remember who who that was. That was a classic game. That was a a great sense of humor. Yes, because I'm like this is funny and brutal and weird, and it was so much that I didn't know I wanted. I wish I'd go back to to that setting to Vice City. I would love to play in Vice City Mm -hmm. again. It was so good, and to change from Vice City where it's colorful and everything, even though the screens are, you know, neon and, and just exciting uh, 80s cocaine world. Yeah. And then when you play San Andreas and you're like, sad ghetto 90s, I'm like, oh, man. But What's the music? Grunge. Oh, no, man. it's not even just grunge, man. You got, like, you got your hip-hop, you got Dr. Dre. and I only listened to the grunge station because I was not into hip-hop at the time. Oh, I man. I listened to it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't into it. I'm sure I'd love it now. Probably. But you know what? You just don't see soundtracks like that. No, anymore. you don't. Not Even in the new are... GTA. No, not in the new GTA. I thought the song sucked. No, I didn't. There was nothing I would liked in that. No. And they couldn't even... I'm like, you guys can do a retro station, play whatever you want, but... They just don't. I think it's fair to say that Vice is probably number one for me. Like, Vice is definitely my number one. That'd be my number one in the whole series. The GTA yeah. games, yeah. And as much as I, I really love 4... I think the online took stuff away from from it for me because I'm like, this is a lot of weirdness that I don't need, and yeah. it's also a lot of pay-to-play. And yeah, that's not and cool. there's nothing I'm into either. No, burn it to the ground. All right, that was our number four? Four, yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll have number three. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Top 5 Podcast. I'm Taylor Major Steve Rizzelli with us here on the top five video games of the last 20 years. 18 years. 18 years, Since yeah. 2000. Since 2000, Since yeah. 2000. And we've had some real winners here. GTA 5, Max Payne. GTA 5. Oh, Vice City, you mean? GTA, Vice City, Max Payne. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. And Civilization. Oh, yeah. It's been a real who's who of the video game world. Sorry, Nintendo. Uh, uh yeah by the yeah by the way I I'm gonna plan to just tell you guys right now I have no Nintendo games on my list 
I tried to add a few Nintendo games. Ocarina of Time came out in 1998. There's nothing I can do about that. Exactly. I was like, oh, all the Nintendo games I loved are old. Smash Brothers, 99. I'm like, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I haven't had a Nintendo in a while. Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? Pick Wii Sports? Mm, No. 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 Sad face. Sorry, Nintendo. All right, Steve. What is your number three? Batman Arkham City. Ooh, Arkham City. Arkham City. Not Arkham Asylum, not Arkham Knight, Arkham City. It is the second game of the trilogy, which Mm -hmm. I think by far is the best out of the three. It is definitely... I think you might be right. It's it's very... They took what made Arkham Asylum and put it in a city setting, and it was great. They took what they had and just went, more. All that stuff, but more. They improved the combat system, I yes. thought. It was more free flow. It's very fluid. The graphics were slightly better. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, Asylum were horrible graphics. No, Asylum had good graphics. They were really good graphics, but the city setting was awesome. It's detailed. Dude, you hit um, Kevin, Con- what was it, Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy, coming back as Batman. From um, Batman. Um, from the animated series. Mark Hamill's back as the Joker, once again from the animated series. That's my Batman. He, Kevin that's Conroy my, is my Batman. And Mark Hamill's my Joker. It's That's, that's that what fair I want. to say? That's, exactly. That's co- absolutely fair to say. They had a longer run than George Clooney. Exactly. And, and the villains in this game... They, yeah, some of them are returning from Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. to this one. You got the Joker, Har- Harley Quinn, but now you have Ra's al Ghul, yeah. um, Two-Face, Penguins in here. Yep. Solomon Grundy even Solomon shows up. Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Born on a Monday. I don't think I saw that coming at all. I did not see Solomon. Well, they teased Solomon Grundy. Because there's a poster, there's a poster in, the, in the subway. We don't think... I saw that poster and went, wow, cool, a reference to Solomon Grundy. That's some deep cuts. And I moved on. And then when he showed up, I was like, holy shit. Because I always think of him as a as a Superman villain. I, just, I don't know why. I just, I just register him with Superman. I'm not sure. Well, he was in the, wasn't he a member of the just, no, the Legion, Legion of, of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Super Friends. I think half of those characters were Batman villains. Yeah. Well, Batman's got, I think, the best rogues gallery Absolutely. in comics. Absolutely. But you got um, Hugo Strange. That's right, as the main bad guy. The, the one, the best boss fight in the game is Mr. Freeze, I thought. Oh, we're, that's the that's the one where you have to hit him in a different way every time. You've got to sneak attack him a different way. Yeah, because he'll have like a counter system mm-hmm. to like if you um, blow up a wall to knock him out, yeah. he'll counter that somehow. I don't know how exactly. I remember but... coming up behind him and, and like choking him out, and like punching him a bunch. Yeah, and then afterwards he had like frost jets on the back of his suit, so you, so you couldn't get behind him because he'd freeze you. Um, the Riddler comes back with his trophies and takes some hostages. Oh, and it's so big. It, it was because the Arkham Asylum, I found all the Riddler trophies and the Riddler everything. It took me forever. All you get is Batman types something into his arm and, and it says like, you know, tracing location, giving it to the police. And like uh, Commissioner Gordon busts Batman, but you don't see any of it. Yeah. And then um, you get to play as Catwoman sometimes throughout the game. That's right. No. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. She's right. got her own like side story going that on. That was in Arkham City. Wow. I think all the things I really love and remember were all from that game. Dude, Arkham, like I said, Arkham City is probably the best out of the three. Clayface is in that. Clayface is in spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it is a spoiler alert. Yeah. Dude, but the story. Isn't just like it is a continuation of, 
of um, Arkham Asylum, but there's mm-hmm. a lot more to it. Right. Like, you got Protocol 10, which I'm not going to get into, because just in case you guys haven't played it, I'm not going to spoil no. You know what? Here we thing. go. Spoilers. Three, two, one. one. So you got Protocol 10, which is going to... It's like Hugo Strange's attempt to kill everyone in Arkham City. Oh, yeah. And Ra's al Ghul is technically... He's pulling the strings of Hugo Strange, from what I remember, right? Yeah, yeah, because the League of Shadows wants to destroy Gotham. Yeah. So they're kind of working together to do that. And the Joker's, like, sick from his um, his uh, Titan formula. Oh, yeah, right from the first game. From the first game. Because he became and a big monster at the end it, of yeah, it. Yeah, and then... Once again, Clayface is the Joker. Yeah. And then you find out... Well, you find out that the Joker isn't the Joker's Clayface. And Joker's... You actually see him. He's all, like, ill-looking. Oh, yeah. He's all... And then... Skin's all yeah. and gross. Oh, it's so good. Dude, best Batman game I've ever played. Best Batman game. You know what? Yeah. Best Batman game. That was going to be on my top five, and it was really hard to keep it off. Oh. It's really hard. All right, Taylor. What is your number three? My number three. Steve, I'm getting worried here. Should we tell people? Yeah, we, I probably should. We, we had someone check out each of our lists. I do not know Steve's list. He does not know mine. However, we do know that there is one thing on the list we both agree with. So we each have the same game somewhere on our list. Should, should well, say... Say the next game is the game that's on my list. It's on yours. Oh, yeah, we'll should do- I should I say yeah. like this is gonna be whatever, or should I just no? You know what? Hold on. Hold on to hold it. On, okay. Bro. All right. As we get up there, number three. The Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. That is not on my list. Ah, I'm I was gl- getting there. I'm glad you picked it though, because that would have been in my top five, and I left it off on purpose because I knew you would put it on. I have not played a game in many years that. I, I had not played the previous Witcher games. I had no idea what it was. Uh, all I knew was it was like a fantasy game. It was kind of role-playing. It was fighting. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I can get into it. That's all stuff I like. I read Lord of the Rings in high school instead of having sex. We're into this. So when they're like, he's got two swords, I'm like, yeah, give me the two-sword guy. So I walked into this knowing nothing, and right off the bat, it's this... Beautiful cutscene, amazing, amazing graphics, really next-gen stuff, and of you know a battle and a woman running through it with a with a raven flying beside her, and she's like riding a horse trying to get away, and I'm like, oh, this is really yep. cool. And the entire game is, where the fuck is my daughter? Where, Pretty where much, is yeah, my you, daughter. The whole point of the, the game Where's is Siri. Is that you're looking for Siri? Where's Siri? Hey, have you seen Siri? So the whole thing is a we're getting the band back together game. Yeah. But I had never heard the band to begin with. Yeah. So he's like, we got to find Yennefer. She might know where Siri is. She doesn't. We got to go find that dwarf guy. He doesn't. We got to find Dandelion. No clue. Doo-doo. Nope. Nobody knows. No one knows. Nobody go find knows. Tris. She doesn't Tris? know. She doesn't know. Well, we better go to Ard Skelligan and see if these Vikings know. No clue. No one's seen Siri. The Bloody Baron. No one's seen Siri. Which is a dumb concept for a game, but my love for oh that story, yeah. uh, it never ends. I've played through three times. Have you really? It's like a 60-hour game. Oh, my God, dude. I I, did beat it, I finally beat it for the first time back in November. That's oh, so and fun. And I couldn't put it down. Like, it's the gameplay is good. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but I went like all like sword mastery. Yeah. And I did some like magic yeah. stuff, but for the most part, it was just straight up combat. Oh yeah, and you can get through the game no matter what you choose. Exactly. You can get through. You don't. You, but it. There, there are some fights in there that I have not experienced in many years. Where your palms are sweating, your controller is gross, you're sweating, you're just so aggravated, and it gets down, and you're like, next hit kills, I don't know, I'm gonna die. And then you win, and just a wave of emotion just washes away from you as, like, it goes to a cutscene, you see the big boss fall, and you just, uh, 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 and you just have to stand there for a minute before you loot his corpse. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing. Now, you've played... The DLC, right? I've played all I have, I, I've started the the first DLC, um, the Heart of Stone. Or, yeah, Heart of Stone. Yeah, that's the first one. I started that, and that's pretty good so far. That's good. And that one gets scary. I heard the um, the second one with the vampire. Uh, Blood and Wine. Yeah, I heard that one's probably the, the best. That's one of the best DLCs for any game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely new... Um, you know, island, yeah. new section of the map that's just as big as some of the other sections of the map. Um, and then new characters, new storylines. Geralt gets it. You know Geralt gets oh, it. Oh, dude, I had Geralt okay. sleep with Yennefer and Trish, and they did not like that. No, they don't they care for They did not like that. I got the blonde witch, too. Um, oh, I had her. Yeah, I had yeah, her. That one's easy. <laughs> she, she, she wanted Geralt. Um, it's got two swords, Steve. Yeah, he does have two Silver swords. for monsters, flesh for maidens. And let's not forget Roach. Oh, trusty Roach. Horse. My love and hate for Roach will never die. A wonderful horse, if you're on a road, never runs out of stamina. But if you want to cross a bridge, he will stop and go, Oh, what do we do? What do we do? How do we get over the... How do we get over the bridge? And I'm like, bro, just go forward. It's part of the road. I guess I'll just kind of think about it. He gets stuck in trees. Yeah. He gets stuck in buildings. You try to call him, and he's like behind a fence going, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be. I'm like, you're the dumbest Roach. magic horse in the world. He is. Um, Roach is a lady. Is he? Is Roach, yeah, Roach a lady? is a lady no. horse. I did not know that. Um, you get to the mission where, where she talks. No, I didn't get to that mission. Spoiler right there. Yeah, whatever. Spoiler alert. It, now, would you say... That the World of Witcher three was bigger than Skyrim map, I guess you could say. I think map wise, it might be bigger. If it's not, it's definitely more populated with things to do. Yes, because Skyrim, you could walk forever across these mountains and things, and you might see a bandit go, "Hey, you don't belong here. I'm gonna punch your face," and and then you you just like kind of chop him down with your Daedric axe, and there's nothing yeah. left to him. Whereas in The Witcher, you're going to run into treasure. You're going to run into, like, kidnapped people. You're going to run into pilgrims and monsters and, and um, like, real monsters that can fuck you up. Oh, dude, you mean ghosts, um, werewolves, um... Griffins. Griffins on drowners. Oh, man, those drowners. Um, There's going to be ghouls. You're going to find five missions yeah. on your way to the mission. Exactly. It, it, I, I walked by a, a house, and there were people banging on the door. So I'm like, well, better kill them. Killed all these dudes, knock on the door, and I'm like, hey, you can come out. A little girl. I'm like, huh, weird. And he goes, when's the last time you ate? And she's like, three days ago, we killed a sparrow. Oh, here's some food. And he's like, here's some food. And I'm like, that was the mission? Fucking heartbroken. I know, dude. I I got heartbroken for the the Bloody Baron. Oh, can we talk about the Bloody Baron? Yeah, let's talk about the Bloody Baron. Because I really want to bring up the decision-making process in The Witcher. Because no matter 
what you choose, someone gets hurt. It's never an obvious choice of good, bad. It's always do what you think is right now. And the consequences kind of, might yeah. be unrelated. They might not be. You can't see it. So the uh, with the Baron, basically, uh, there's some witches, and you're kind of working for them, and they say, kill this tree spirit. You oh, go to the tree spirit. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and it, it, you go to this tree spirit, which is like a, a rotten I don't know the cancer. I don't know what the tree, tree spirit is. It's like pulsing, like yeah, it's like, it's a, like a like it's a, like a root. It's like a gross yeah. heart inside of a tree. It's yeah. like a pulsing biological mass. It's like a tumor that talks to you, and you go to the tree and it goes, and you're like, "Hey, I'm supposed to kill you for these witches," and they're like, "No, they're gonna eat those orphans." You're like, "What?" And the tree spirit's like, "Those witches, they're gonna eat the orphans, unless you set me free." And I'm like, "Well, I can't let." that happen right I can't let that happen what I can't let the witches eat the I, orphans something tells me i think you and i might have done the same thing i've done two different things I'll oh tell you what happens for each okay so you set the tree spirit free and it saves the orphans yep and the witches take it out on the bloody baron's wife so oh. they get all mad they turn her into a monster the, the bloody baron's estranged daughter comes back sees what happens disowns her father bloody baron can't handle it and your friend kills himself, just hangs yeah, himself. That was, uh, he's a bad man, but he's still your friend. You play Gwent. We'll get into oh, Gwent. Oh, Gwent. Well, we'll get into Gwent. Or you could kill the tree spirit, uh, and then the witch eats all the orphans. He, oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, shit. Fucking kills them all. They eat them. Does the Baron still hang himself? No. Well, that's... But it doesn't go much better. Oh, no. No. Oh. No. Wife goes crazy. He doesn't kill himself, but there's nothing he can do. He's a broken, broken man. Do you remember the part in that storyline with the um, the Baron's like dead child? Oh, the oh god, um, not the Godling. No, uh, no, it's not the Godling. It's, it's a um, I can't remember what those monsters are called. No, but, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what talking. you're it's, talking about. So pretty much, you dig up the Baron's dead baby child. Yeah, and you can. Give the Baron gives the child a name to make botchling. botchling. They're called botchlings. Oh God, I didn't look that up. I want everyone to know I didn't look that. No, up. he did not look it That's up. That's in my brain. Now. And um, dude, I, I thought that was a heart wrenching. That was hard. So the Baron basically, his wife stillborns a baby, and they just bury it out back without without like proper consec- consecration, and and it haunts them. So they dig it up. It's a monster now. And the witcher has to, like, like you bury it. Like he, you he buries it. it under the doorstep. They give it a name. It's it's it, it tugs at you. The, the entire game, the entire story, just tugs at you the whole time. And it the whole time. And your choices have real world consequences. And I have trouble making selfish choices because even though the witcher's gruff and his story will carry on either way, yeah. for me, I can't live with myself knowing that I let you know, monsters die when they didn't have to. So before we move on, you want to talk about Gwent, you said. Gwent is an in-game card game in The Witcher. Uh, you don't have to play it. No, you really don't you have, don't to, have play to play it. You don't have to play it. But, oh boy, if you do, It's addicting. Game. It is very addicting. If there was no combat in The Witcher and it was just a guy running around collecting cards to play Gwent, I would play Gwent. How, how many hours do you think you put in just playing Gwent? I'm going to say one-third of... 
of, okay, of searching for cards and playing yeah. one third of gameplay I've played on Gwent. And it's such a silly little in-game. Get, By the way, you can also play cards. You get different um, decks. You get um, Nilf Guardian deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Realms. No, Northern Realm, The Monster deck mm-hmm. and the Elven uh, deck. Uh, Skellige, yeah. And it all depends. I oh, always, and Elvish. Yeah, Elvish. Elvish. I always use the um, the Northern Realm. Yeah, they had a lot of catapults. And their guys work together yeah. so you can double up. But it, it's just so much better than any other in-game minigame. Like, that you've ever like played, yeah. Final Fantasy VIII is a card game. Never played it. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, one of my dear, dear games that did not make the list. I'm so, so sorry. Pour one out for my homie. That has an in-game card game called Caravan. Never played it. I'm like, I can't. I don't have time for this. No. But it's just such a simple, fun game, and I love it. Yeah. I remember hating it at first, but the more I played it, yeah. the more I got the hang of it. The first time I played through and they're like, here's the game. I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. I'm just going to sit there. I'm not going to play this. And then as soon as you see a shopkeeper, and you go, hey. Hey. I bet a round of Gwen. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to play a round of Gwen. And then you win one of their cards. Oh, yeah. Take so. your cards. And then if you beat them enough times, you take their firstborn son. That's not true. That's not true. That's not I had true. to think for a second, like, does that happen? No. That's not true. There is, <laughs> there is a very silly part where if you show up to this one mission too early, you have to wait for nightfall. One of the characters goes, well, you want to play Gwen? And I'm like, yeah, let's play Gwen. Oh, wait, do you remember the party you take Triss to? And you can play Gwent there. You can play Gwent there. You can, there's a big Gwent uh, playing part of, I don't want to spoil it for you, Steve, in uh, Hearts of Stone. Oh, really? You go to another party and you can play some serious Gwent. Oh, Jesus, God. Yeah. And if I'm you not lose, there, there are dire consequences. Oh, firstborn? Oh, you wish. Oh, God. All right, Which all right. Which is sterile. Why do I do this? Because you played it three times. Where do I know it? We've been trying to read the book, but books are hard. Steve, what is your number? Are you nervous? Is it two? Yeah, we're on two now. Yeah, I'm nervous. What's your number two, Steve? My number two is Fallout 4. That is not on my list. Wait, wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Fallout is not on my list. Oh, so you and I might hit. Oh, oh, number one's gonna be a huge topic. I know a number. I know. Okay. okay, so now you and I have both played Fallout Four. That's right. And if you played any of the Fallout series, fantastic games in general. Oh, what a game! What a what a role playing! You really a world you want to live in. It is by Bethesda who makes Oblivion. Right. That's right. And instead of doing like medieval stuff, it is a post-apocalyptic world. Yep. Say that ten times fast. In the future, it's so good. It's so I'm so excited, if you can't tell. Steve, you're all over the place. <laughs> I am all over the place. I'm sorry. You're steeply to the wall. I'm squirrely. What do you want squirrely. from me? Squirrely. Squirrely, so, Steve. So the story starts out with you have a family. Yeah. And you can choose between male or female for um, your spouse. Yeah. So you can play, you know. Sure. So men or women, which is, it's it's nice to be inclusive. And also, it changes the story. It does change the story. I went um, male first. Yep. So, you go to a vault. The vault is where... It's like a um, fallout shelter, pretty much. It's a giant fallout shelter. So, they freeze you in these vats. You wake up. This man takes your child, Mm -hmm. kills your spouse. And you're stuck in this chamber, banging on the wall. And they freeze you again. And then somehow you get unfrozen. Mm -hmm. And then you go out into this world, which is pretty much the surrounding areas... Of Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. So you start out in kind of like a, 
a Levittown suburban area that's been, you know, destroyed. There's old cars. You go back to your own house. Yep. You mean Cosworth, your faithful robot butler? Oh, man, I love that character. Oh, sir, you've been gone for 2,000 years. I was like, what? I like that he calls me Master Steve. Oh, Master Steve. Some names work. It's surprising which names don't. What, did your name not work? My name does not work. You cannot be Taylor. Oh. Uh, my other name that I always play as in Fallout, Abe. Yeah. Doesn't work. Abe doesn't work. I always work. make a character that looks like Abraham Lincoln. That is the first thing I do. I made my guy look sort of like me. Yeah. Well, I gave my guy like this huge scar down his left yeah. eye. So. Post-apocalyptic yeah. Steve. But, um, so then you go out and you meet the Minuteman who, uh, do we, do we want to talk about the Minutemen real quick yeah, and Preston? It, they're kind of a cool idea because it ties them into like a Boston. If you go to Boston, you do the touristy things. There's a lot of um, Revolutionary War stuff and there's a lot of tri-corner hats. And the Minutemen kind of embody that spirit yeah. of, you know, we're clearly going to get our asses kicked. But if we work together, we can make a better place. And Dude, then you're all they make for the that. character do it all. You're all four in the beginning, and then eventually... I'll get to that yeah. down the road. But then you meet the Railroad faction, the um, Brotherhood Steel faction, and then you meet the Institute. The Institute, spoiler alert, everyone, has your son, and your son is running the Institute. Oh, it's so weird. What a plot twist. The Institute makes these these cyborgs, these... Uh, synths. Synths uh, that are indistinguishable from... from Normal human normal being. human beings. They're like your uh, Blade Runner type characters, the Andes. I I can't remember what they call them in the Blade Runner. That's they're just androids, pretty much. They're androids. Yeah. yeah, they have a cool and the rail- replicants. Replicants. That's there it. And the railroad, from what I remember, they feel sorry for the synths, and they sneak them out of the Commonwealth. Right. For a better life, right? Am I, yeah, right? yeah. they sneak them out, they get them new identities so they can live somewhere else and no one will know they're a synth. Because it's kind of a, a fun New England witch hunt Yeah, to figure out who's secretly a synth and who's not. And You go to a, a main town and a brother kills a brother because he suspects him of being a synth. Oh, yeah, you go to um, um, Diamond City. Diamond which, City. Which puts Steve, a... how do you feel about Diamond City? I don't get how Fenway Park is still standing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a city built inside the green monster inside Fenway. <laughs> I, I I was so excited. I, I got I got no words. To I saw it and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of like Fenway. And I'm like, oh wait, no. you're in Boston. Yeah, that you're is in Boston. Fenway. Yeah. Um, Gotta paint the wall green, Steve. Yeah, I painted the wall green. I betrayed uh, my Yankee oh. heritage there. Um, but you get great companions in the game great companions. you get a uh, dog meat is a german shepherd um nick valentine he helps you find your son nick valentine who, is like oh nick valentine's the best character in that whole who game is a synth by the way he is a synth he's like the, a prototype yeah and the whole like diamond city are they cool with him being a synth i think be, it's the uncanny valley because a synth looks just like you and me but it's not and that yeah. creeps people out whereas Nick Valentine looks like a half-functioning old robot with, like, plastic on his face. So I think because they can obviously tell he is a synth, so, they can yeah. kind of so they understand. Can, yeah. um, you get garbage. They threw him away. Yeah, they threw him away. You get um, Strong, a Superman. Um, in one of the DLCs, you get a robot, Ada, who I just, who's my companion throughout the entire game because she can carry so much stuff. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Plus, yeah. I don't have to worry about her taking out a fat man and shooting a mini nuke into battle. Strong. Yeah, strong dog that. Yeah, because your companions can pick up any weapon they see and just use it. And um, Fog gives you, how do you, like a crafting yeah, it's a it's feature. a crafting feature, which is fun for weapons and armor. For fun. weapons and armor, I really like it because it it fills a need for um, I'm carrying all this stuff. Yeah, and I'm picking up all this stuff. And every other fall game, that stuff doesn't do anything, but you can pick it up. And I'm like, I have a hundred coffee cups. Why do I have these? And, and now you can turn break them down, yep. turn it into armor. The only thing I don't like is the settlement building, because say you're doing a mission, like a main story mission. Um, you're uh, with Nick Valentine. You're mm-hmm. looking for a uh, Kellogg or whatever the hell. Sure, it. yeah, Kellogg. That guy, big gun. Yeah, and um, oh, one of your settlements is under attack, and you can't leave. Yeah, you, you're like in the middle of something. You're like, what? And what do the settlements get you? Nothing. Even? Nothing. I don't think they can do anything. And that's what what bothered me is you create all these settlements and fucking Preston Garvey of the Minutemen uh, is always like, this settlement needs your help. To he, save it for the he's Minutemen. He's the one uh, NPC character that I cannot stand in this game. He great is hat. just, he's just annoying. He's got a great hat though. He does have a great hat. I wanted to kill him and take his hat but I was afraid I wouldn't be able to take it. Because I just want his hat. Could you kill um, the pressing impersonators? Yeah, hat? different hat. Oh, that's That's sucks. how I knew it wasn't him. But I'm not, like, you're not Preston. Preston's got a cool Aussie hat. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the end of the game, but you get to choose, by the Bunker Hill story mission, yeah. a faction. You have yeah. to choose between one of the four. I chose the Brotherhood of Steel, one because I like the Brotherhood of Steel, and then you get some kick-ass armor. They're returning characters, too, yeah. uh, because the the other factions are all brand new. Exactly. And it's... Man, when the Brotherhood of Steel showed up, and I saw him, and I think it was in a police station. Oh, mm-hmm. we, that guy that's a companion that looks like Buzz Lightyear. Oh, Paladin Dance. Paladin Dance. When I saw Dance in the power armor shooting away with a minigun, I'm like, yeah, we're home. This is Fallout. Who is, this by is- the way... A cent. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. I just spoiled and it. And gay. Oh, he is gay, yes. He is gay. I don't know if he is gay, He's but making... you, can, you can make him. I... You can get with almost any... Oh, who's the ghoul companion who was the mayor of uh, um, that other city? Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember, but great character. Great character. Another uh, kind of Minutemen-like character. He dresses up as, like, a red coat. He's got a red yeah, coat on. he's got a big red coat, and he's got a tricorn hat. Um, oh, that'll bother me. Then you got the... Well, if I should look... I'll look it up real look quick. But you got... um. Then you got the DLC for the game. Oh, the DLC. I have mixed feelings because I really enjoy a lot of it. But a lot of the DLC was crafting stuff, and I didn't want to do any of that. I did... Well, Far Harbor Bah-ha-ha. is probably one of the best DLCs that I've ever played. Great DLC. So, and that takes you to a whole new, um, like, area. You go towards Maine, so you're not in just the Commonwealth. Right, you yeah. You go, go to Maine, and... Yeah, and it's cool because they're even more Yankee, but it has a weird... Uh, seaside HP Lovecraft the mist kind of darkness about it where there's a radioactive mist and you have oh, to keep it away real quick it was Hancock Hancock the goal. oh the goal. man that's gonna bother me because yeah, I, I had really that love that character yeah, he's a great character oh he's good and he's you, you take some chems he's like I like the way you party and I'm like yeah <laughs> he's like Beetlejuice yeah. if you yeah. think about it oh. <laughs> he's like I like the way you party I like the way you party but um 
Far Harbor's a whole different storyline. Then you got Nuka World. Nuka World was some weirdness. It's like Tremors, you said. It's like, that's what you told there's, me. That's yeah, how you it cha- it. Each world, they try to do something a little different. And for Western World, they did Tremors. And these, like, bugs will come out of the ground and yeah. climb up these worms and grab you. And I was like, Western World, let's uh, let's role play that. And I had, like, my pistol out and my six shooters. Pop, pop, pop. And it was not working at all. I had um, a was the double barrel shotgun from Far Harbor. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, the Winchester rifle was yeah. in Far Harbor, and that, oh, that's my gun. That's your gun? That's my gun. I just wish you could make, because eventually you're just going to end up wandering around with a minigun, no matter what you do, or a big laser. Pretty much. But I wish you could really get away with most of the game with, like, a nice conventional weapon. Because I wanted to, like, build a nice pistol, name it something cool, and just be like, here comes Taylor and the Widowmaker. I use, <laughs> um, Kellogg's, like, Six shooter gun. Yeah, his, uh, his I think he got forty five. Yeah, 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 he's bad. That's a pretty much. That's a good. That's gun. one of the most normal guns you're gonna find. Yeah. So I think there were a lot of weirder guns. Well, there's a lot of homemade guns. Oh, there is. There's because a lot of the pipe, pipe guns. Pipe guns, and yeah. then do, and then don't forget about your um your special the your ability special. tree. Yeah. For me, I went all endurance. So like, I don't take radiation damage. Mm-hmm. The sun heals radiation. Uh, radiation replenishes my health. Oh, nice. I can breathe on the water, drink water, all oh, like shit. that. That's a lot of superpowers you wouldn't think to go in. Yeah, I went straight endurance. I did, um, when I did my man character, I did, like, all strength and breaking stuff. Yeah. So I just ran around with a baseball bat with a saw in it, just beating the shit out of everyone. And then when I did my female character, and I want to talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did my female character, it was... Um, I was trying to do kind of a rogue character who could talk her way out of anything, but was also a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. So I did like all rifle stuff and all sneak and talk. Oh, that's a pretty so good one. So a ton one. of charisma where you just walk in and, and people give you everything you could want and you could barter anything. And it, and it was just a fun character to do. But I found that the more I played, I just kept turning into this armored monster. Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm like, I'm just getting my ass Beat. It is so hard to play as anything but a juggernaut. Yeah. Um. Before you talk about your female character, mm-hmm. I gotta ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you needed to put points into um, hacking and like safe cracking at all? Like, like you have to do it because I felt like I had to do it. I felt like I had to do it because you. It's so much harder to what, what's the best op- thing that could happen? You find a key card somewhere, somewhere, yeah, or you just miss out on everything, yeah. And one of the things that really bothers me is there's no real... Like, if you absolutely have to get through that for the storyline, you can. There's a way around. But most of the time, there isn't. No, there really isn't. All right, so you do the female character, like you said, right? The game is basically the same, whether you're a man or a woman, which is fine. It'd be very hard to write it around, and also a little sexist to change it. But... If you're a man, your background is you were in the army when in the real world before the fallout... And, you know, you're sure he's seen some shit. We know he served at Anchorage. Like, he's known some stuff. He's familiar with power armor and mini guns and things of that nature. If you play as a female character, before she gets frozen, she was a lawyer. So when you turn into... Like a killing machine? A killing machine. You have to realize this is a woman who's never experienced any of this, found out she loves it, and then 
abandons her son to go do fun side missions where she can shoot a bunch of people. Yeah. That is a much different that story a, that is a very different than, story. than an army tough turns into an army tough to fight a bunch of people. It's a very different story. And and I found that that very that little detail of what they were before mm-hmm. they're frozen uh, very interesting. That's pretty cool. All right, Taylor, what is your number two? Are we up to number two already? Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, moment of truth. Because I think I think we're gonna do the same thing in a minute. My number two is Bioshock. Oh, that's a good one. Bioshock. The first Bioshock? Infinite. Oh. I'm sorry, Bioshock. I love you. I love you to death. I'm gonna end up talking about both, whether I want to or not. But my true love is Bioshock Infinite. All right, all right, all right. Let me, let's hear this. So, it's a first-person shooter. Shooting's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Classics. You get a machine gun. You get a rifle. You get a whatever. I have never. I'm a story guy, and I've never seen so much story put into a first-person shooter where all you see is a character's hands. All you see is his hands of Booker DeWitt, the main character, a grizzled ex-Pinkerton down on his luck who will do anything to get out of Wait, he's Pinkerton? I did not he know He was that. a Pinkerton. I did not know that. It's on, uh, in one of the save screens, it's on his badge. He opens a, actually at the beginning where he's on a robot, he opens a box and it's got his pistol and a, an old badge and, and a couple of pictures and things. And on the old badge it says Pinkerton Agency. Mm. Yeah, so he was a Pinkerton, then he became a private eye, and then bet too much on the ponies he's drunk and he's awful and he's somewhere in his he's got to be in his early 50s um but just a grizzled old bastard on one last ride to to wipe away the debt at least that's what he thinks that's what he thinks right that's what he thinks and it is so perfect any other pretty most shooters drop you off immediately into action because Mm -hmm. that's how you learn you learn learn, through action uh what Bioshock Infinite does is starts you out. There's, you're a man. There's a lighthouse. Always a man in a lighthouse. Yep. You go to the lighthouse. You get shot up into the floating city of uh, Columbia up top, and and you just drop down into like a carnival. Yeah, because ha- I've, I've seen the beginning of the game. Yeah. I have not played Ooh, Bioshock Infinite. Okay. So, but I do know that. You go to the same lighthouse and and what? Same right? lighthouse. And it's it's a it's a different looking lighthouse, but it's a lighthouse. Yeah, and then you go up and you yeah. carnival and yeah, there's it's a, carnival. a big party going on. It's a big party, and you get to walk around this beautiful world with these big statues and these floating buildings and the clouds and everything's perfect and clean. There's buckets of apples around, and there's there's kids playing with toy guns, and you're like, this is a perfect world. And as you walk around, you just Catch a few things might be off. You're not sure. I, there's this one thing I found on my third playthrough is I was waiting for uh, uh, like uh, the parade comes through yeah. with a big floating George Washington and Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. Very American. Oh, it's very American. Very, very American. Tell, yeah. Floats through and I kind of wandered away and these this barbershop quartet came by. And they started singing a song and I'm like, oh, I think I've heard that song before. That's an old timey song and I'm listening. Listening, it was the Beach Boys. Was it the Beach Boys? It was the Beach Boys. Oh, damn, they were dude. covering the Beach Boys. I went, okay, something's up, something's going on because the game takes place in like 1930. Yeah. So as you go, eventually you get to this this big reveal where you win a lottery and they hand you a baseball and you're like, okay, and like you get to throw the first baseball at, and 
and the curtain opens and it's like this interracial couple that tried to get married throw a baseball at them and you're like what the why am what? I why am I doing that and they're like throw the baseball at the black guy and I'm like what I don't want to throw the baseball and you have to make a snap decision you can throw the baseball at them you can throw the you cannot and then as soon as you are about to do whatever you decided I hope I know what you decided they stop you and they go it's the false shepherd and, and then the fighting begins but the whole idea is you're told, and, and you realize this is a deeply flawed society full of racist fucking monsters. Yeah. Religious uh, uh, devotees of... Uh, is it like a religious cult up there? It's a religious cult of um, uh, the prophet uh, Comstock. He's the basically the god king of their religion, their prophet. God talks to him. They basically worship this guy, and he's created the city... And everything revolves around him. Mm -hmm. And he has a daughter. And he locks the daughter away for protection. And it's Booker's job. It's your job. It's a first person. Your Booker. Yeah. You see his hands. That's all you ever really see. To save, to get this girl and bring her back to New York and wipe away the debt. And this is Elizabeth, right? I do, girl, I do know. I do know the girl's the main, Elizabeth. I do know the uh, main She's characters. Great character. Um, and it's Elizabeth and. And you you save this girl, and at first it's just a job. Just get the job. Yeah. And then you, I as a character fell in love with Elizabeth because she's smart and she's cute and she's funny and she's strong and she's very endurance. And what I love about her is she's always with you. You can always see her. She'll throw some coins at you if you need money. She'll throw health and ammo, which is something I'm so looking does, for. In so she does. So she does help. She you. helps you, but it's never an escort mission. She's fine. She doesn't need you. She's going to be fine, but she will help you. And it's great. That's, and that's cool. That's a great relationship. That is a great she relationship. doesn't need me. She's kind of like my cat. Aw. Oh, now you by by now you have that like hook claw thing, right? Oh yeah, the, the uh, grapple. Yeah, the grapple claw or whatever. Yeah. And you can ride along in the skyway with it, and it's great. And you can also fucking grab someone from behind and turn it on. It snaps their neck. It's brutal. That is pretty brutal. It's brutal, especially because the graphics are a little cartoony. Yeah. It's just snap the neck off of this, like, cartoon soldier. You're like, oh, shit. I'm sorry. And now you still get the, um, I don't remember the name of the powers from the first Bioshock. Um, the first one, there were plasmids. So you still get, like, the same concept? Yeah, you still do. Um, now you get, they're called, uh, Vigors. And they're kind of sold like old-timey snake oil. Like, mm -hmm. try new Vega from uh, oh. fake pr manufacturing. If you want to shoot fire out of your fucking hands, try this. Try this. Nice. Try this. Bucking Bronco. Enemies on your way? Fuck their faces with Bucking Bronco. And you're like, I don't, yeah, I want to fuck their faces. Oh, I Give can't me the believe I down on this game. Oh, it's so good. It, it's, they got an updated version for uh, for X-Bone. Yeah, I saw that. It's always on And you get all three games. You, yeah, you get, get all one, three games. two, and three. They play for like 20 bucks. Yeah. It's a good game. Don't play two. But it's a good game. Uh, it, and and you, you save this girl. You got to get her back. And she realizes, of course, you know, you have to tell her, well, I'll take you to Paris. Take you where you want to go. Yeah. Take you to Paris. You're really taking her to New York to fucking sell her. At a certain point, she finds out. She abandons you. You've got to save her. She's got to save you. And and you find out. You're like, I love this person. You're like, you know what? That's it. We're destroying this whole fucking stupid city. Oh. A race war begins between... Really, it's more the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Yeah. But this whole war starts. The city's burning. And you're like, I got to kill Comstock. That's all it is. 
Oh, damn, dude. That's crazy. There are spoilers, and I don't want to ruin them for Steve. But you find out that you are your own villain. Yeah. You are the you are the villain. Now, she's got... I know she's got some kind of ability, right? She does. She can open up... Uh, it's called a terror into another dimension. Mm-hmm. And everything gets very into multi-dimensional things where they're... Uh, these tears are opening and people are looking through them into another world. Yeah. So, you know, a composer's looking through from 1930 and seeing a Beach Boys concert. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. So, I played the first one. So, you know when you go to Rapture for the first time? Yep. It's, Rapture's underwater. Yep. And you're on the, the trolley or whatever. And then, I don't know how you get to... Um, in the infinite. Uh, they basically launch you in a rocket. Oh, they launch you in a rocket? So yeah. is it like, as you're seeing the city, is it like as beautiful as, it is. as Rapture? It is very clearly, because as Rapture, you're dropping down in the bathosphere, and you see the city lit up in the underwater, and a whale swims through, and you're while the whale comes by. And much like that is you're floating down to the city like on a parachute, and you see it all in the clouds yeah. and out and they see the cities moving because they bob a little bit and, and the statues and it's just very beautiful and it, it is just it's a moment of grandeur and it's like there's nothing you can do you can't run away you can't look away you just it is breathtaking seeing, seeing these uh it is these cities and it's it's so wonderful to have a world that is not a broken down warehouse of of uh, wall, you know, chest high walls that you can hide behind because you're gonna shoot, and it's so much nicer to have a real place. And, and things get so convoluted and so strange and so weird. And by the end, you go, you watch the end and you go, I get it. And then you realize you don't. It's a mind fuck. And then you watch it on YouTube and you're like, I think I get it, but, but you don't. You but you don't know. You don't. They clear some things up right. in, in DLC, but it is. It is truly one of the best games I've ever played. I'll have to play it. You're going to have to play it. Yeah. Everyone should play it. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's we'll find out what's for number one. This is an anomaly. It's never happened before on Top 5. But we both know... We have a feeling that we had the same number one. We know we were, uh, one game was the same. I was pretty sure it was going to be this one. Steve? Yeah, we, you ready to say yeah, our number one? The Last of Us? It's The Last oh. of Us. That is also my number one. Nice. I, it's It was widely considered the greatest game of all Dude, time. Dude, this is probably the best game I've ever played. So ever. good. So good. The story so good. is phenomenal. It captures you in the first 10 minutes. Just that crisis. That... <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm enraptured. I love this game so much. I love the characters. I feel like I lived this world. I feel like... So, okay. So, so we probably should say we're going to spoil a good chunk of this Everything game. is going to be spoiled. So if you haven't played The Last of Us... Please stop listening to this. You're wasting your time. You could be playing The Last of Us. You could be. It's a great game. Blow through it in a weekend. You'll 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 thank me. You'll thank me. You'll thank Steve. You'll th- you'll thank us. I'm gonna have a hundred comments on this uh, episode. It's gonna say thanks for telling us to play The Last of Listen, Us. Listen, if you don't have a PS4 or a PS3 and your buddy does, you know what you gotta do? Go to his house, 
beat the crap out of him, and yep. take his Last take of Us it. copy take and it. play it. Take it. If your friends with PlayStation should be waking up to you on the couch sobbing because you were up all night in their living room playing The Last oh, of Us. Oh, God. So let's talk about the beginning of this game. So so in the beginning, you're introduced to Joel and his daughter. I can't Sarah. Remember. Sarah, thank you. Uh, and he's a, he's a contractor. He's a blue-collar worker. Yeah, he's a blue-collar guy uh, living in the South. I think they were he, They're living in... Uh, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. So he's a blue-collar guy, looks good in flannel, and, you know, it's his birthday, and his daughter gave him a watch, and, you know, it's real cute. It's very cute, yeah. It's very nice. We should tell them it is set in 2013. This is 2013? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. I assumed late 2000s. That's 2013. The game came out in 2013. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know what the time jump is. There's a time jump. jump. There's a time jump. It says it. I, I think it might be ten. It might be more. No, I think it's more than. It's 10 more. Years. I think it's like twenty. So Joel is a blue collar guy, young father, with his daughter, and. Um, so there's like this outbreak, and. It's a crisis. Yeah. Um, I'm, All we know is we gotta get the fuck out of Dodge. The game developers took this fungus, that, sort of like corrupts. Insects, yeah, mainly it gets ants. into an insect's brain. It's the cordyceps fungus. I'm not sure. Yes, if I, I believe that is correct. I'm not sure if I said that right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Cord from brain and septus yeah. from um, bacteria. Yeah. So they took that concept and applied it to human beings. Mm-hmm. So right now, that's it's not a zombie game. So let me clarify that it's an affected game. It, it's yeah, it's they're not zombies. They're zombie like in many ways. But really, they're mushroom monsters. They are mushroom monsters. Monster and monsters. you know, um, like Mario fights, pretty much. Goombas, Goombas. Mario's so, a plumber. Joel yeah. is a contractor. Oh my god! Conspiracy. This was a Mario remake, probably. The whole thing. So then, um, you meet Joel's brother Tommy, who comes to the house. Yep. Gets Joel and Sarah, and yep. they're off. And you're at this point, you're playing as Sarah. You are playing as Sarah, yes. Um. So when. They're driving down the road and they're flooring it away. You're not driving. No, you're, you're in the back seat looking around. You're looking around. You see, you're, there's a point where you're at the hospital. You're in front of the hospital, and you see this crazy person just run out and oh, attack yeah. these people in their car. Yeah. And then you go to like downtown Austin, and it's just a war zone. Oh. And then Joel's carrying Sarah. Eventually, they're stopped by the military, and Sarah shot. They, they get shot they at. They shot at. Yeah. They shoot Sarah, and you got to watch her die. Yeah. And that's your character, that, as far as you know. Yeah. That that and, was uh, that was pretty sad. Yeah, and and then you get a jump. So you start off the game in the first ten minutes crying, and then you don't remember what the year jump was because you were crying. It's twenty years. I just looked Twenty it up. years. And then you start off in. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Mass. Welcome back. Damn it. (laughs) And then you were with your partner, Tess. Yep, Tess. So now you're playing as Joel, and you're with your partner, Tess, and and you guys are kind of like selling... I don't know what you're saying. I think they were fake food stamps. Yeah, you're they were, they were like, so it's a it's a military lockdown, basically, trying to keep this... It's a quarantine zone, trying to keep the disease out. Uh, you're, You're kind of... And oppressed people, I mean, you're not living a good life. Yeah. So eventually you meet 
um, Marlene, who is the leader of the Fireflies, which is like a resistance group, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I'd say like a rebel resistance group. And she has... slash terrorist organization. She asks Joel and Tess to smuggle this girl, Ellie, to, um, I think, Colorado or Salt Lake City or someplace. Yeah, yeah, something like that out west. So, and then that's where your story, like, really picks up. That's where it goes on. So now you're in a world where you're... Ex- so you have so many different enemies. Yeah, you Your have... Your enemies are the army. The army, the um, bandit... Bandit, of, general bandit groups, uh, cannibal monsters. There's there's the actual... I'm sorry, cannibals, yeah. regular ones. Cannibal monsters, and which then, are trying to eat you. Yeah. Uh, mushroom people. Uh, and then the clickers. Ooh, should we talk about the clickers? We should talk about clickers. So the clickers are where the fungus has like pretty much completely taken over the head of the, the being. Right. They can't see. They can only hear with sound. And they right. they do click. They, they do an echolocation yeah. kind of thing. So you, you hear them. Like, and if you get caught noises. by one, it's a one shot. That's it. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. And the only way to kill them is if you sneak up behind them with a homemade shiv. And just shank them and in the shank neck. shank them, yep. It's the only way. Oh, you can throw a firebomb at them, too, but those are hard to come by. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's crafting in the game. Yeah. Uh, you do get weapons. You get a pistol. I want to say there's a shotgun. There's a shotgun. There's a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Rifle. Rifle. Eventually, you get an M16, but that's, that's, that's way for, down that's the way line. That's way down the line. Flamethrower you can build. Um, my favorite part, I had two favorite parts of the game, the, uh, the Pittsburgh setting. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, we'll yes. talk about that. Yep. The Pittsburgh setting was phenomenal, first off. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's, yes, the city's like, dis, not it's destroyed. A dy- yeah, it's a dystopian world. Yeah. But it's also kind of a linear game. So everything is built for you to walk through and experience. Exactly. Then you meet like these two brothers. And then you guys go down to this, like, sewer community that you find, and yep. you find collectibles, and you learn about Ish and that community, mm-hmm. and, oh, my God. And then you go to, like, the outside of Pittsburgh and the neighborhoods. Yep, yep. There's so many places. So it's basically an epic road trip story in a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. of Joel and this girl, Ellie, and it's just a job. Right, Steve? It's just a job. Just a job. Just... It's just a yeah, it's job. Just, it's just a job. Just get the girl there. It's, oh, Do you remember the uh, when you meet the cannibals? I had a... They were cannibals, but they were also cannibal pedophile rapists. Yeah. And I had a real problem with that. Can, can we say um, that the leader of the group Played by Nolan North. Who who uh, voices um, Nathan <laughs> Drake in, um, in Uncharted, yes. Deadpool. Deadpool, yep. Pretty, yep. yep. But, dude, that that part of the game was crazy. It, it's, it's so... You realize how vulnerable you are. Because even as a big, strong man like Joel or a scrappy young lass like Ellie, there's... You have a gun, it has six bullets. Yeah. That's it. Ammo's hard to come about. There's very little ammo. If... I remember shooting someone with a bow and arrow, and I broke the arrow and being just furious that oh. I couldn't pick it back up again. I was like, no, 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 no. I need this arrow. I can't this, survive. I can't make another arrow. Where am I going to get more arrows? Nowhere. 
where am I going to get more food? And and you really feel the weight of this this terrible, terrible world. Even when you're out in the middle of nowhere, just horrible yeah. things will happen to you. You, you run. Men become monsters in this world, and it's even just socialized monstrosity. It's allowed monstrosity. A village of cannibals, just normal people. You wouldn't think they're eating people. Oh, but they are. Oh, they're eating. They are, people. and apparently they're doing that thing. Uh, the thing I don't like. Yeah, the thing that you don't like. The thing I don't like, and and that was really upsetting for me and really scary. And to see Joel and Ellie get through that. Mental world to me. Over this road trip, they do bond. They do become they close. Do. Of course, there they is do. a there are some touching moments. There's the one with the giraffe when she sees a giraffe for the very yep. first time. Yep, it's snuck just, out of the zoo and it was just, they were breeding yep. the giraffes. They're just roaming the cities, they're roaming around, and there she was. There's, it's it's such a it's such an obvious, but it's also such a good dynamic of Joel who lost a daughter, Ellie who has no parents. And, and coming together. And it's so nice to see a relationship in video games that isn't romantic between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Because it that very rarely happens that you can just have, oh, these characters clearly love each other. That is all. Carry on. Carry on. Um, Steve, do you... Huh. Steve, do you want to talk about the ending? Yeah, let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? Let's talk, let's about, talk about it. it. Okay. We said spoilers 900 Times. Throughout this podcast. So Joel finally gets Ellie to the Fireflies. We didn't say why he was moving her. She's, oh, that's she's right. immune to the to the virus. Yeah. She's immune to um, the mushroom virus. So pretty much you do get it like a, how you would get infected by a zombie. You get bit, you get scratched. Yep. Uh there's also spores oh, that will hang spores. in the air and yep. you can breathe them in. Oh wait, real quick, you remember the bloater? Oh the god. Let's talk about the bloater real quick. It's the bloater great is, monster. is where the fungus has completely taken over the body. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just filled it. And I think the idea was the bloater is supposed to spread it. Yeah. So he'll lob balls of gangrenous goo at you. And, and doesn't oh, he explode when he does you kill ex- him? Dude, that thing was the most disgusting thing I've ever fought. So I think the idea of the bloater is he's supposed to spread the disease, spread yeah. the fungus as far as it can. But anyway, Joel and Ellie get to Salt Lake City. That's where they're going, where yep. the fireflies' faces. Right, and, and the idea is that they're going to use their... It's an old hospital, and they're going to use the lab there to you know take some blood from Ellie, figure out how to cure the disease. Well, but that's not what actually happens. No. So, Joel comes to find out that they're going to operate on her brain. Yep. Pretty much killing her. They're going to kill her. They're going to take her brain out of her head. So, Joel pretty much goes on a rampage through the hospital. Mm-hmm. Killing everyone. She, killing yeah, kills everyone. the last hope for humanity. Because Joel has a choice to make. You don't get to make the choice. It's a storyline game. But... Joel has a choice to make. He can save the world and let Ellie die, or he can save Ellie and let the world die. Well, he chooses to let the world die. Let the world die. And you know what? I would, too. And I think most of us would. I think most of us would, yeah. I think most of us would. He just 
No, that's what? okay. I'll kill every single person in here with my bare fucking He kills hands. Marlene. He kills the doctor who was going to going to do the... He fucking stabs him with a scalpel, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think he kills the whole medical team, from what I remember. He does. That That is a turn. Rampage. I did not see coming where he kills, like, the, the he, doctors and all that. I think Joel became a little... Everyone becomes a monster in yeah. the post-apocalyptic wasteland, but I think Joel became a little bit of a And then himself. they're going back... To um, Joel's brother, Tommy. Because yeah. he, you come across him again later in the game in like Wyoming. Yeah, he's running a little, yeah, a little he, town in Wyoming trying to get a, uh, a dam to work to make some electricity. And Ellie asks what happened, and Joel just lies to her. Yeah, he just lies to her. He just says, nope, turns out it didn't work. We don't need you. You're just going to come back. And then the game ends. And the game ends. And you got to think to yourself, would I let the world burn for one girl? Yeah, probably. I, I probably. probably. But we're getting a sequel. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It was announced, um, I want to say, back in 2016. Yep. And that should be pretty cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Joel and Ellie are both back. You know the guy that plays the voice of Joel plays the voice of Booker from Bioshock Infinite? No, I didn't know that. Game came out like the same year. Huh. Yeah, very good year. Let's keep year. him busy. Yeah. Huh. I think uh, Nolan North will come back as a voice actor for oh, some other role. I'm sure he does. Because Ellie does kill that rapist son of a bitch. Fucking kills him. With I his just, own machete. Just want to chop his head off. I know. Man, I forgot about that part until now. It was uh, DLC, too, for the, uh, Last of Us. That DLC was pretty good. The DLC was cute. Because you, you see how... You see, you meet her friend, yeah, and how like she gets infected. Yeah, but at the same time, you, you see um, Joel's like hurt, and you're trying to yeah. find stuff for him. So it's like flashing back and yeah. forth. You so get to play cool. as Ellie the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I did not play the multiplayer on Last of Us. This is this is one of the games where I'm like, why did you put a multiplayer? In it. it absolutely is. It has no reason to have one. I did play it. I know you played it. I think, it you, I think you liked it from what it you told fun. me. It was fun. Yeah. I, it's not a multiplayer I'd play a lot, but it, it has the crafting component. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll be like hiding somewhere real quick trying to make a, a Molotov to throw at someone. And it becomes a very guerrilla fighting game. Yeah. Whereas, as opposed to like a running gun. Um, There's one thing I want to say about The Last of Us. Okay. It is super violent. It is very violent. I played it again recently. I forgot how violent it was. Did you really? I forgot. Because, like, I had a guy up against the wall, and and Joel smashes his face on this wall, just smashes his face apart. Like, oh, that's crazy. I picked up a brick, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to sneak up to this guy. And Joel beats his face in with a brick. And I'm like, oh, that's. Forgot how good the combat is. That's scary. I got a clicker grabbed me sunk his teeth in my neck and pulled out like the sinew out of my oh, neck. Oh, that's right. And that's where it's like, like, oh, game God. over. So, game over. I'm excited for the sequel. Um, I hope it doesn't have a, a multiplayer in it. I think they're realizing that not everything has to have a multiplayer. Because for that's one of those games for a while, everything is. Bioshock 2 had it. Dude, um, did you play... um? The rebooted Tomb Raider game. I did. That had a multiplayer. That had a multiplayer? Yes, and there was Why? no reason to have a multiplayer Why? in it. You know what you know what I like? You know what I like about Last of Us? Is there's a there's a generation gap 
between Joel and Ellie because Ellie's only really ever known the wasteland, mm-hmm. the apocalypse. He's only ever known this world, whereas Joel has all these memories of, like, he lived basically a whole life before uh, the outbreak. What would you say he is? Like, he's got to be... He's got to be... In like, his 30s, right? He, he's got to be... He has a daughter, so... Yeah. Let's say he had her super young. He's in his early 20s. Uh, well, so he's somewhere between... Had to be at least Oh, no, eight. that's right. His daughter was at least 8 or 10. He had to be 30 by the time... I must say at least late 20s... Early thirties before, then we jump twenty yeah, years. So he's got to be fifty by. He's got to be. 50 and then I, something. I looked. I just looked up. I don't know what the, the time jump is for the new game. Okay. Because you see in the trailer that Ellie's a little bit older. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's so there's all these moments where where all you're doing is trying to figure out like some puzzle with a ladder, and Ellie and Joel will talk to each other. I was in a hotel lobby trying to figure out how to get this ladder up to some place to get some supplies, whatever. And you walk by a coffee, like one of those big uh, cappuccino machines. Oh, yeah, I remember this and part. you walk by and Joel goes, man, I would really go for a cup of coffee. And and Ellie's like, oh, what's coffee like? She has no, no idea. She's got no idea. She's like, did you like come to places like this to drink coffee? He's like, I didn't come to places like this. Like, because... He still has a snobbery of, I'm not coming to Starbucks. I'm a down-home Texas yeah, he's boy. Yeah, he still and has And she it. has no idea that there's like, different kinds of coffee and that some coffee is for snobs and some is for... He probably went to a mom-and-pop coffee shop for Oh, coffee. yeah, I'm he sure. He could tell him. He brewed his own in a big-ass thermos. Yep. Put a horseshoe in it. I hope she learns to swim between... Oh, that's right. She couldn't she swim. She could not swim, and it kind of bothered you me. You had to keep putting like her on pallets yeah. and moving her around. A lot of puzzles in that game. Yeah, it was a good puzzle. Good times. It was good. I enjoyed it. I think it was it was very straightforward, but other than that, I, I very much enjoyed it. I don't have to talk up what is widely considered as the greatest game of all time. No, you really don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm not going to. Steve, I feel good. I feel good, too. I feel good about our top five. I love the top. I loved our top five. I want to do a couple honorable mentions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had on my list. So real quick. So two through five changed. Yeah. Number one never changed That's for the me. first one I wrote down. I was exactly. like, oh, well, number one's the last. Yeah. Those. What else are we going to do? So like I took off Mass Effect 2. Okay. Um, I had Vice City for number five, but I put Max Payne on instead. I had Gears of War 2. Okay. I played that one. Bar Cry 3. I didn't play that one. Uh, the original Fable. Okay. Uh, you and I talked about it um, off. Yeah, off mic. Off mic, yeah. Uh, Time Splitters 2. Yeah, Time Splitters 2, I really, I wanted to, but I just couldn't bear to slot out one of these to slot in Time Splitters 2. Because that's, the only thing I'm basing that on is multiplayer. Yeah. I didn't put, like, any, like, known multiplayers, because, one, I'm pretty sure I would put, like, a Battlefield game on here. Yeah. Um, I didn't put Halo on here. Right. Yep, I didn't put on Red Dead Redemption. I really oh, like that game. Yeah. Fallout New Vegas is my baby, and I didn't put any Fallout games on mine. I'm surprised you didn't have Skyrim on there. I or like a Skyrim. I enjoyed the first playthrough, but after a certain amount of time, I grew to hate Skyrim. Mm. Um, even even still on the first playthrough, because I'm like the storyline. I don't care for. It's dumb. The graphics, on like a Assist like on a regular console, look kind of like look kind of shitty. Yeah, they don't look great. They're not fun. This doesn't matter. 
And I just got sick of like fighting skeletons in a basement all the time. I'm like, I really would like to do anything else. Which is one of the reasons I enjoy Witcher so much. Yeah. It's because you're never just fighting skeletons in a basement. It's always a new enemy. It's always a new monster. It's always something, something different. Di- something different to capture you. Please. Is there anything else that you uh, didn't put on your list that you wish you had? That's about it. I had a lot of trouble. Of, I found out what year a lot of games came out. Yeah, it makes you feel old, right? And I was like, oh, that was the mid-90s. <laughs> that was well over 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Well, if I liked our list, maybe we'll revisit this topic down the road or something. I think I think we might have to look into it. I know I talked to a few people about this, and it became a very spirited debate. Oh, really? Really, yeah. So I think people are going to look forward to this episode. I think we're going to put it out early. Are you? Yeah, I think we're going to do this one Thursday, and we'll do the other one next week. doesn't matter. We've got guests. We're popular. We're cool. People like us. God damn it. Yes. America. <laughs> America loves us. America loves us. America's favorite podcast. Well, thanks for enjoying America's favorite podcast, Top 5 Podcast. I'm Taylor Matris. I'm Steve Roselli. We'll see you next week. Stay top (laughs) 5